listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16. The official beer of the Swift Current Broncos is Ryan Schweitzer and Craig Boschman. Yes, I am the aforementioned Ryan Schweitzer. He's Craig Boschman. It's another edition of the Broncos This Week podcast. Already flying through this week. It seems like just yesterday that there was a, a news conference here at the Innovation Credit Union IPlex announcing that at least one interim tag has been removed from a member of the hockey operations staff. A, a, a big day Monday for Chad Leslie. Yeah, exciting to, uh, to see him get that title. Um, I think he's done a phenomenal job really since he got here back in 1819. I mean, he was the director of scouting for the first two years and then the first two of those drafts, which have had a lot of players on the roster now. I mean, you look at that 2019 draft and how many players the Broncos have from that draft on the team and the 2020 draft with three guys uh, on the team full time. So it really seems like Chad has done an outstanding job since he's got here. And, um, you know, Dean had a lot of faith in him to take over when he stepped down. And again, seems like he's just kind of continuing to do a a phenomenal job. So not surprising to see that interim tag removed from Chad and uh, certainly an exciting day for him and the organization uh, earlier this week or last week was that last week days are flying. they're flying together here. Was that oh Monday? well for you yeah because yeah. you've been traveling it was this past monday right, just a was. few days ago but uh, <laughs> you know you you've had some adventures since then i know that uh, the the team had a little bit and i, I don't want to throw the the bus under the bus here but uh, a, a few travel stories from last night's game in lethbridge yeah game finishes and we we get on the bus to get ready to go home it was probably around 10 20 ish after after post game meal there at the rink and bus driver says there's some electrical issues with with the bus and can't get it rolling uh, out on the highway so we had to had to wait for another bus to, to come and rescue us from from in town in lethbridge and took about an hour and a half for a new one to arrive and we finally left the rink shortly after midnight got home about 5 15 so it was a lot longer travel than usual guys were were playing sewer ball a couple of rounds getting things going and kind of just keeping the energy high but yeah some some travel delays getting back uh, to town after that game uh, in lethbridge on wednesday anytime you have travel you're bound to have travel delays so yeah that happens but uh, last night a uh, a 5-2 loss to Lethbridge um, and that must have been a tough one because Lethbridge is a team that we match up pretty well with it was yeah and it was just you know we'll hear from uh, Devin Prod a little later on but he kind of said it best you know you, you give up a goal 13 seconds into the game and then you find yourself chasing right off the hop which is obviously not a not a recipe for success and um, you know it's you, you never want to make excuses but really the team's had a lot of travel lately with that three and three through Alberta um, teams missing some important players in the lineup with guys like Ward Y Rostock uh, Connor Vidston, Dalen Weagle, um, you know, to, to go in there. And, and it just seemed like things were a little off the mark. Uh, passes weren't quite on the tape as they usually are. And, uh, you know, the, the board battles were a little too easy for Lethbridge to regain control. So an uncharacteristic game and, and certainly unfortunate to have one of those games against a team that you're battling with for a playoff position. But it happens. And, uh, you know, hopefully the team is able to kind of forget about it, move on and, and have some stronger games this coming weekend. Yep. And you mentioned uh, Devin Pratt and his thoughts on things. He'll be joining us shortly here on the Broncos This Week podcast. Our feature guest is uh, a fascinating kid. And, and anytime you can break into the Western Hockey League and play major junior as a 16-year-old defenseman, you know you're dealing with uh, a special talent there. And, and we have one in Grayson Brzezinski. Yeah, he's been uh, he's been a great addition. He's one of those guys who just kind of keeps the keeps the morale high, I think. Uh, he seems to always have a smile on his face at all times, whether it's on the bench during practice, uh, you know, down in the locker room. Uh, he's just kind of a happy-go-lucky guy, it seems. And I think every 
every team needs guys like that. And, and the fact that he is a you know a very talented and has a lot of potential to, to be a major impact player in the league is is an added bonus on top of that. And uh, you'll hear from his chat. He's uh, he's a great kid. He loves to laugh and joke around. So it was uh, it was great to get him on. Yeah, yeah, great kid, and very much looking forward to to that chat. Devin Pratt coming up in just a little bit. Big weekend coming up. Uh, it's been a while since we've had a home game here at the Iplex, but we got not one but two, beginning with a Friday night matchup against the Moose Jaw Warriors, who, for the first time in a while, are uh, an organization who's making some noise. Yeah, they're they're rolling. Uh, they're probably playing the best they've played all year. Won six games in a row and racking up the goals left, right, and center. So, um, you know, the Broncos have had you know split success against them at the, the first four meetings. The home team has won each game so far in the first four games between those two. So, Broncos are hoping that trend continues tomorrow with uh, with the game against Moose Jaw on home ice, and they're going to have to have a, a strong rebound performance, no question. Uh, just considering the way that the Warriors are playing, um, they're going to have to make sure that they're not uh, they're not chasing the game early, and, and they're the ones who are dictating play. Exactly. This podcast was recorded on Thursday, so when we say tomorrow, maybe you're listening to it on Friday. So, a Friday night game against Moose Jaw, and then Saturday night, a very important one with a team that uh, Swift is neck and neck with in the standings in Lethbridge. Yeah, and just the, the perfect opportunity to, to rebound after that game on Wednesday. You get a chance to see that same team three days later and, and kind of show them that the last game was a fluke and then get back on track. I mean, even with that loss, the Broncos are 4-1-1 one, and one against uh, the Hurricanes so far this season. So uh, perfect opportunity to bounce back and uh, try and give themselves some separation there in the standings. Currently tied with Lethbridge uh, with 35 points, but the Hurricanes have five games in hand. So <sighs> that game on Saturday has uh, some major, major importance. It certainly does. And hoping for a, a big house, a big crowd for, for both of those games Friday and Saturday here at the Innovation Credit Union Iplex. All right, our feature guest is Grayson Brzezinski, 16-year-old defenseman. We'll have that conversation in the next little bit, but uh, in the much more immediate future, our weekly chat with interim head coach Devin Pratt right after this. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. Coach's segment on the Broncos This Week podcast, uh, interim head coach Devin Pratt joining us. Uh, Devin, lots to unpack since the uh, the last time we uh, we sat down and did one of these. Um, the uh, the most immediate in the most immediate past, a five uh, two loss to the Lethbridge Hurricanes. We'll get you to break that one down for us. Oh well, you know it doesn't uh, doesn't take much to just show that we weren't ready to go. I mean, we're down 13 seconds into the game, um, off of a one face off, a puck ends up in the back of our net. So um, unfortunately, it was uh, we didn't establish our process. It was outside of our identity. Uh, we looked like a team uh, that had a lot of miles in the last week. We looked like a team that was checking into some hotels late at night, uh, and then just a little bit of that extra travel coming off the three and three, and then uh, hopping back on the bus to Lethbridge. So there's no excuses. Uh, we got to do a better job of identifying if we're not prepared or if we're not uh, ready or the energy levels aren't where they need to be. And uh, it was a disappointing game and a disappointing outcome. Uncharacteristic for your team, though. Obviously, we haven't seen a lot of games like that so far this season, which is encouraging. But I guess whenever they do come around, it is disappointing to see games like that. Yeah, just it's like a frustration, and I I sense it with the guys too. I mean, uh, there was just no get up and go. There was no juice in the legs for them. Um, but uh, what it led to was, you know, poor decision making. Uh, the first thing to go is going to be your mind, and we were soft on pucks. We turned over a lot of pucks. Our management wasn't great, and we gave up quality opportunities again. So, uh, you know, as a group, I agree with you. Uh, we like the way we were trending. Uh, we've been dealing with some adversity, with some injuries, and some protocol 
protocols and different things going on with guys and you know getting guys back into the lineup should provide energy for us um, and then it takes a little bit for those guys to get a step you know they've been off the ice for a little while so um, you know I thought uh, couple guys did very well with that and for us it's just uh you know it's short memory there's there's lots of hockey left in the season and we can't let that define us we got to be uh come to the rink fresh uh, ready to compete on friday no matter the team and no matter the sport it seems as though everybody goes through ups and downs over the course of a season and you know i, I don't really want to say it seems like you guys have been going through some dog days a little bit but it does seem like there's been no shortage of adversity to battle through you know be it with injuries be it with the recent recent schedule and and as you mentioned some of the other things that are happening there yeah for sure i mean there's uh there's going to be ebbs and flows to the season um if you look and you kind of break things down month by month um you know we progressed october to november we progressed november to december we progressed um and we came back and eerily reminds me of the start of the season win our first two games and then just kind of struggle to get the win although the hockey and the brand of play we feel has been quality um for the most part we just weren't getting the results so um you know january is a step backwards so it's a challenge to our group to you know dig in uh get into the trenches together here come together and find a way to kind of right the ship here in february and give ourselves an opportunity to uh attack in march and april your team has had some affiliate players come in recently over last weekend you had luke misselbacher and maddox mccaggerty and then connor gabriel playing in lethbridge on wednesday who picked up an assist in his first game and kind of get a, a nice to get a chance to see some of these young guys before before they become full-time Broncos in the future. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's always exciting to get young guys in and uh, a great opportunity, just the way things have worked out um, in the circumstances that they're playing. You know, they're not coming up. You get a couple shifts a period. They're getting in. They're getting involved. And, you know, we challenge them to just play with confidence. Um, you know, there's a reason we drafted them, we listed them, we signed them, whatever it may be. Um, and then there's a reason why we AP them and get them up is they're playing some uh, quality hockey um, with their local clubs so uh, getting up and establishing that confidence with them and I thought uh, you know all three guys over this past week have done an excellent job with that yeah and and there's excitement for our fan base when these young guys get into the lineup uh, is there any plans to to see any of those uh, players of tomorrow in the lineup this weekend yeah, um, for sure. I mean, we want to continue to provide opportunities for guys to get in and uh, to experience the level and to understand the work that has to go into it and, uh, you know, just get their feet wet. So uh, we'll have Fluker here this weekend um, to play on home ice. So uh, we're really excited about that. You and I were talking after the game yesterday about how it feels like it's been a month since this team had a home game when really it's only been about 10 days since they had that Red Deer game on the Tuesday. Uh, I would imagine the guys are pretty excited to get back on home ice and and play in front of fans here where the team has played quite well on home ice this season. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it's got to be one of those things where we need to take advantage of the home ice. Um, you know, we need to kind of do the opposite of what I said earlier where I said we didn't establish our process. That's got to be established. Our identity's got to be established. And, you know, we're not a results-focused team, uh, and we can't be. we got to be really entrenched in this process and what it takes to win night in and night out in this league. And that's going to be important. I mean, Moose Jaw's clicking right now. Uh, they found a step here uh, kind of since the deadline um, and then getting Damon Hunt back into their lineup. Uh, they seem to have had uh, gelled very well and they're they're riding a high right now so it's important for our guys that you know we maintain a zero zero mentality and we come out and we're ready to go at puck drop 
Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, for the past few games, a pretty noticeable absence in your lineup. Uh, you know, you lose number 10. You're, you're losing a lot. Uh, what can you tell us about the status of Matt Ward? Yeah, Matt's going through his return to play protocol as well. And, uh, you know, anytime you remove a, a player from your lineup that plays, uh, you know, that number of minutes in that many key situations and is kind of, a, you know, the heartbeat of the team and the way he has his competitive fire and his consistency, um, it, it's time for other guys to step up up and you know I thought in Edmonton um, it almost led to a little bit of a snowball effect in the second period Matt got injured at the end of the first we got down early in the second it snowballed and got away from us we did a good job of just you know limiting the bleeding there um, on uh, the third period that night and um, to come back the next day I thought it was very high character of our group at the end of a three and three two pick mm-hmm. APs in the lineup 11 forwards we're playing shorthanded um, you know no one that has really played uh, a ton of minutes at center all three guys uh, you know coming off the wing to move into the middle and, and did an excellent job for us and you know maybe we put a little bit too much value on that going into last night's game and it just kind of exposed us a little bit too and you also got a chance to get right back at the Hurricanes with them here on Saturday as well uh, we know how chippy those games have been so far this season and probably not going to be much different with them uh, coming right back to face again on uh, on Saturday yeah I mean and that's kind of going to be a little bit of a theme you know the remainder of the year where there seems to be a team that uh, we, we face every second or every third game um, you know it starts here we got two against Lethbridge uh, and then we get into a phase of three Brandons and uh, 10 days kind of idea and um, you know that kind of continues on throughout our schedule so uh, yeah anytime you you play a team multiple times there's some animosity that builds up um, you know um, so for our group it's you know the the challenge remains the same that at puck drop you got to be ready to go no previous result has any bearing on what's going to happen in that current game and you got to be present you got to be in the moment and uh, that's a challenge for our guys this weekend is focus on minute one not uh, you know the full weekend of two games just be ready to go uh, maybe a little bit of awkwardness here asking you to talk about your boss on the podcast, but uh, this past Monday, a big announcement with this organization naming Chad Leslie, uh, taking the interim tag off of him, and he's now the ninth general manager in uh, franchise history. You know, what, having worked with this guy over the past few months, what do you think it was about what he's brought to the table that led to the removal of that interim tag? Well, first and foremost, I think Chad is a quality person. Um, you know, his interactions are positive. Um, he, he has a great mindset. Um, he's a great mind and eye for talent, uh, identifying talent. And, uh, you know, his mentorship of me has been uh, excellent. Uh, he gives me the confidence to be myself and uh, to go about doing my job with confidence. Uh, and in front of a group, you know, as a first-time guy, that's very important. And I really uh, appreciate our, our relationship that we've established here. And um, like I say, uh, he's a great hockey person, but uh, first and foremost, he's just a very high-end quality person um, all around high character and I know the guys in our dressing room believe in him Uh, I know that we as a staff here we believe in him and uh, he's done a great job to date and uh, we believe he's going to continue to do so. And the working relationship between the two of you obviously he's the guy you know potentially making trades you're the guy coaching but you kind of have that same wavelength you guys thought process is the same with regards to the direction the team is heading? For sure yeah I mean you know 
when we talk of a lot of excitement behind the group, uh, we feel that as well. Uh, we like the way that we're competing. Uh, we like the energy that we bring on a nightly basis. We like that we haven't seen any quit from our group in games throughout the year. And, you know, those are all foundational building blocks for what we believe is to come here, um, you know, in the near future for this group. So it's, uh, you know, it, you can remove yourself and kind of look ahead at things. But uh, at the end of the day, we go back into the war room. We go back into our offices and we're working on maximizing this group that's in front of us right now. Right on. Well, very much looking forward to two home games this weekend, a rookie lap for Josh Fluker and whatever else may present itself with home games Friday and Saturday. Devin, thanks for uh, making your way down to this end of the rink, man. Thanks, gents, for having me on. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. Feature guest on the Broncos This Week podcast is uh, rookie defenseman Grayson Brzezinski, who's uh, joining us. We, we pulled him out of some schoolwork to, to come and hang with us. What, what, what were you working on just before coming down here to do the podcast? Uh, I was just grabbing my computer, didn't even get to do anything. I was just, I haven't done anything today yet. <laughs> what's, so, like, what's your subject in school? Like, what do you do the best in? Um, physics, I think. I don't know. Really? Yeah. Wow. I've been working pretty hard at it. I got a tutor going. Yeah, so I got a few classes on the go, but physics is my best one, I'd say. And you enjoy it, like you like it? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> you're just good at it. Yeah. You don't necessarily like it, you just, you're just good at it. Yeah. <laughs> just, not, hey, whatever, hey, physicist is a good line of work. If yeah. hockey doesn't work out for you, that's awesome. But let's talk about hockey working out for you. You're a 16-year-old defenseman playing big minutes in the Western Hockey League. You know, how, how's the season gone for you? How would you break it down? Uh, I didn't really gain any confidence for the first, I don't know, couple months and then once I started getting that it was, became a lot easier became more fun um, yeah just pro- progressing into like the way the Western League is played and stuff like that it's a lot different but I don't know I think I've done a pretty decent job up until now what was kind of your your expectation heading into training camp I'm sure you were kind of coming here with the mindset of I'm going to make the team this year but coming to camp and stepping on the ice with guys who are you know three four years older than you for the first time I mean, what was kind of your your thought process the first couple of days I was just kind of in shock almost it was pretty cool seeing the rink um I don't know, it was, I'd never really done anything like it. I've been training with, like, my young buddies that I've been playing with for my whole life, and then coming here was pretty crazy. You know, you, you got the obvious tools. You know, you're big, you can move, but in past interviews, you know, when we've had people talk about you, they talk about how you think the game really well and how you're smart out there. So do you find that, you know, what you got between the ears maybe helps you out when you're, you're lacking experience in other ways? Oh, yeah, for sure. That's kind of, I would say, my biggest tool that I have. Um, my skating's a work in progress every day, but uh, um, yeah, my brain helps me out. And where do you think, where do you think that comes from? Is it something you feel like you've always kind of had, or did it kind of come to you at the age of you know maybe 12, 13, 14? Like where do you think it kind of started to to feel like you could kind of think the game uh, maybe a little better than the average player? Um, I'd say first year of my bantam career, I started to excel just by like making the first pass and stuff like that. Um, I didn't really, I wasn't really like a star in like when I was younger, I was just kind of like a, any, like a regular player. And then a couple, like my two years in Bantam, I kind of stepped up. 
random question. I know that <laughs> hockey's a, a physical game and there's all sorts of things that happen after the whistle goes. We were having some fun with it in the replay booth after <laughs> it happened, but a few weeks ago you just got outright slapped. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, t- take us through that. What, what happened there? What was your reaction to literally being open hand slapped on the ice? <laughs> uh, well, I was getting chirped and I was throwing some chirps back, but um, I, I, was just, I wasn't really expecting it. It was a little, it was like just a, it wasn't even a head. It was just a, not a punch. It was just a crazy <laughs> slap. Never even seen or <laughs> had anything happen like that. Wait, did you say who slaps a guy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I just skated away. I didn't even know what to do. <laughs> well, and speaking of chirps, how do you feel the chirps? I know not, not they're all they're not all yeah. podcast friendly, but yeah. I mean, with regards to being in the Western League, guys giving it to each other now, is it a lot different than it was at the U18 or the U15 level? No, n- not really. It's all the same. It's all the same. <laughs> Chirping about the same things. Um, it's a little harder to trip now because guys are a lot bigger than me. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I, I guess I'm big, but like older. I don't know. I kind of felt like before I could chirp pretty pretty good, but now. I'm struggling a little bit in that, in that <laughs> sense. Well, it's because you're spending too much too much brain power occupied with physics. That's <laughs> the problem, man. You got you to borrow from somewhere. But, uh, you know, uh, prior to, to coming and joining the Swift Current Bronco family and getting drafted in the Bantam draft, did, did you play any other sports? Like, were you a multi-sport athlete, or has it always been just about hockey? Uh, I still play sports. Like, in the summer, I'll play... Sorry. Oh, <laughs> <Go ahead>. <laughs> <laughs> in the summer, I'll play uh, flag football. Um, I played volleyball up until last year, uh, basketball with school. I kind of just play whatever. I play, played ultimate. Volleyball, hitter, setter? Uh, middle, yeah. Yeah. So how, like, what level did you play at? Like, were you in some tournaments, like, pretty competitive level with that? Because you, you don't lack the size, and you, and you look like you'd be a good volleyball player. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, was, I played at the, basically, the top level. Uh, I played club and school. Um, yeah, I just kind of... Just had fun with it. <laughs> is it is it big in Manitoba? Like I know there's some sports. Seems like every province kind of has their sport that's a bit bigger there than it is in other places. Is volleyball pretty popular in Manitoba? Uh, at my school, it is. It's a huge. It's our big school sport. Um, they won the the quad A pro- provincials this year, which was pretty good for them. Um, I'd say not in Manitoba, but it's it's getting bigger. I'd say. So with with hockey, what are some goals that you had for yourself coming into this season? And, you know, as you've kind of seen things progress, you know, how, how do you feel you're at with that? Uh, coming into the season, I really wasn't sure where I would be at in the, like just on the team. I didn't know I'd be on the team. I was just kind of hoping I was hoping to stay, stay with the boys. But um, um, I think it's been my goals from the beginning of the season, like just be on the team. I'd say just coming into the camp, that was the big thing. And then from now on, I think just getting more ice time, getting more comfortable with the game, uh, being, having, like giving the coaches confidence to put me on the ice and stuff like that. I think that's where I'm going from now. You picked up your second goal of the season in Lethbridge on Wednesday. Uh, four points in the year for you now. Your draft season, you had a really big offensive year, 58 points, and we were drafted in the second round by Swift Current. Do you think that's the kind of player you can be in the Western Hockey League, kind of a guy who's leaned on to provide a lot of offense uh, later in your career? Uh, yeah, I think that can, that'll come with age for sure. Um, four points is not <laughs> quite 60, but... Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I for sure think that I could become that player again. 
you know, the uh, the guys that we have on the blue line right now. You know, you got some some guys who have been in the league for a while, like uh, like Sam McGinley. You got Owen Pickering, highly rated by NHL Central Scouting. And you know, then then there's you. You know, how do you feel that that you fit in, and how have your teammates kind of helped you grow your game? Um, it's great having that veteran. Like Van Emp's been since he's come in, he's been a great veteran present for all of us. Um, just little tips and practice that they give me on the bench. They'll be explaining stuff, and it just helps so much. I kind of wanted to ask you about your draft. You mentioned you were a second-round pick by the Broncos. You went uh, 44th overall, and two picks before you was Ryland Gould by the Broncos. <laughs> but you guys are also teammates on the U15 team with the Winnipeg Monarchs, too. I remember talking to both of you individually last summer about that experience, but can you kind of rehash it for us how he goes 42, and then five minutes later you go at 44 to the same team? It was just crazy. I can't. I still can't even believe that happened. Um, I'm so grateful that, that, that like we can play on the same team. He made it so much easier coming to like being here, like at the beginning of the year. Uh, he's been a great friend to me. Um, yeah, I know it was a great experience. Yeah, so what was draft day like for you? Uh, what were you doing when you got the call? Were Were you expecting to go second round, or you know, take take us through the draft day experience from from your perspective? Uh, I was at my my mom's house. My parents were split up, but um, I was just hanging out. I wasn't really gonna tune into the draft till a little bit later. I didn't think I was gonna go second round. I was thinking more third, fourth, maybe even fifth. Um, so I, I, the first, the, the way I found out was my buddy texted me saying congratulations. I was like, I didn't do anything. <laughs> 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 and then they started, everyone started texting me and then I realized that I was drafted. So that was pretty sweet. Now, of course, I mentioned that you and Gouldy were teammates last year, teammates again this year. And one thing you guys also have in common is that you're very outgoing, you're very bubbly, you <laughs> like to talk a lot. Uh, have you always been that way? Has that kind of been recently that you've kind of just kind of branched out a little more and been more open just talking to people? Oh, no, I, that's like, I love it. Going to the rink to just telling everyone good morning. It's awesome. <laughs> um, I think I get that from my mom. She's super talkative. Like everyone she sees in like a mall or something, she'll be like, oh, hey, go crazy. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I think I've always been that way. I uh, I imagine the experience of moving away from home at such a young age has has been a bit of a challenge. But uh, you know, I like this part with our feature guests when we talk to the players. It's a new thing. But let's do the billet family shout out here. <laughs> uh, who are you living with right now? And talk about uh, talk about that experience. Uh, I'm living with Terry and Calvin Andres. Um, they they billeted before. They billeted Jackson. Uh, I don't know. Koleski. Koleski. Yeah, him. <laughs> oh, the dad the dad joke. Video oh, games. Yes, right. yes, they, they've, yeah. talk, they've talked about that. <laughs> yeah. He loves that. Um, yeah, they've been great to me. They have two kids with kids of their own as well. Um, so I don't have any billet kids living at the house, which has been pretty nice, getting, getting some quiet time. But they've been great to me, giving me just my space when I want it. And then, I don't know, it's been awesome. And kind of just a quick note, I remember asking you about this when I talked to you before the season had started, that you're actually a dual citizen, aren't you? You were born in the, in the uh, United States. Yeah, I was. How long did you live? Not, not very long, right? No, I was maybe one or two when I moved away. Oh, wow. So <laughs> do, are you back across the border quite a bit? I mean, nobody is these yeah. days. But, uh, you know, how, how American are you? Like, how much time do you spend down there? Very little. Uh, I don't, we don't have any family down there, so I don't know. I, 
I was supposed to go on a trip back to where I was born this last year, but COVID kind of messed that up. So I haven't been able to go back to see where I was born. So in Canada, U.S. playing sports, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Although Canada? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. The team's heading back to Winnipeg uh, next weekend. I'm sure that's always one you're looking forward to. I know the team's been there twice already, but for you to go back to Winnipeg, it must be a little weird to go kind of as the road guy, heading to your hometown, seeing all these things that you know, and, and you're, you're, you're suddenly the guy on the road, and you can't really go and see these things. Yeah, yeah it's weird. I, the first time we were coming in, I was, I was pretty happy, but it felt so weird, <laughs> like coming in and then not being able to go sleep in my house, sleeping in a hotel <laughs> in my hometown. That was, that was weird. <laughs> Um, but it's great to see family like after the game and stuff like that. Really look forward to it. How was the uh, transition for you from uh, from the big city of Winnipeg <laughs> to a, a much more cozy Swiftner? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was not as seamless, maybe. Um, I've missed like my family and stuff like that quite a bit, but I don't know. It's been better recently. I've been getting more used to it. I think it'll be weird going back, going back to school and stuff like that. I think that'll be that'll be hard. How much of the guys helped you make with that transition? Obviously, you see those guys in the locker room every single day, so those are the kind of guys who keep you grounded a little bit. Uh, how much have they kind of helped you with that uh, that tough adjustment? Uh, they help lots. It kind of distracts me from what's really going on. Like, we're just laughing all morning. It's, it's actually a great time every time I come to the rink, but... Um, I, I just, yeah, I just kind of forget about it, and then I go back, and it's like, oh, <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what do you do to pass the time when you're not at the rink? I mean, obviously, you guys are practicing twice a day, 68-game schedule. There's not a ton of downtime yeah. for a junior hockey player, but what uh, what do you do in your free time? Uh, I do lots of school. I do try and keep up on that. Um, if I'm not doing that, uh, I've been binging some TV shows. I watched Homeland. I was pretty good. Um, been playing NHL, some uh, Fortnite now. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Any other? What other TV shows have you watched in in recent months? Uh, I watched Too Hot to Handle season three. <laughs> um, Outer Banks. I finished. I've watched that multiple times now. Um, I just started Euphoria on Netflix. Uh, Kanger told me to watch that one, so. Speaking of Kanger, we had him on recently, and yeah. we talked about him playing NHL as himself. Are you in the game yet, or you have to wait for like an update of the next one to come out? Oh, I'm in it, but not just not actually in the lineup. I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm there, but I'm just not in the lineup. I'm. <laughs> you got to put me in to play as me. So you got to put you in to play as you. Yeah. So there's like a little graphic of you sitting in the crowd with a clipboard. <laughs> <laughs> oh man you know what Thank, thanks for doing this man it was uh, it was good to chat with you i know that uh, you're dedicated to school and that's awesome yeah. and uh, we won't keep you from the, from the <laughs> physics homework for too much longer but thanks for doing this man. yeah thanks for having me on grayson brzezinski our feature guest on broncos this week you're listening to broncos this week presented by original 16 the official beer of the swift current broncos Wrapping up another edition of the Broncos This Week podcast. A big thanks to interim head coach Devin Pratt for joining us, as well as our uh, feature guest, Grayson Brzezinski, who knows lots about physics. All right. <laughs> who knew? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was surprised. I, I was waiting for him to say phys ed or something, but uh, no, busts out physics. So, hey, that, that's good. Dr. Brzezinski may be a thing in the not-too-distant future. Uh, Broncos, couple games this weekend. Uh, Friday night, red-hot Moose Jaw Warriors in town. Yeah, big game. Uh, like I said, the, uh, the home team has won the 
the first four meetings so far this year. So, so if current trying to keep that trend going and also uh, just have a bounce back performance in general from the Wednesday game in Lethbridge uh, was not the finest effort by the team so far this season. And they know that. So you know that they're going to be primed and ready to go for puck drop on Friday. All right. A couple home games at the Innovation Credit Union Iplex this weekend. Very much looking forward to, to seeing everyone again. It's been a while without a hockey game here in Swift Current, without a Western Hockey League game. So we get a couple this weekend. Very much looking forward to it. Moose Jaw town Friday night. Lethbridge Hurricanes on Saturday. That'll do it for another edition of Broncos This Week. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16.